Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. He said when we got together, he wanted to be with us. So let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we know you're here. You said when we gathered in your name that you'd be here in the midst of us. And so we thank you that you are. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for teaching us, giving us revelation knowledge as how to walk well in your kingdom to represent you and bring glory to your name. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And today he wants to talk about those storms that we have going on in our lives. And um, I want to just refresh your memory a little bit about Mark 4. He said he was teaching that as soon as we hear the word, the enemy comes to try to take it. Then he was teaching the disciples and those around him that um, if we wanted to know and we sought after him, he would tell us things that um, God isn't wanting to be a mystery, but when we seek after him, everything is meant to be revealed. And then he went on to say the things that Satan uses to distract, uh, to take the word and uses distraction, offense, worry, all that kind of stuff. And then right after that, I thought it was funny, right after that, there's a storm going on. And, it, and um, Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. And the disciples are like, Master, wake up. Don't you care? We're perishing, you know, and the storm is going on. And Jesus gets up and he says, peace, be still. And he stops the storm and everything comes. And one place I read it all like act like it was all beat up, the water and the wind and everything, and just got really quiet. And um, then he said to the disciples, Oh, you of little faith, why are you so fearful? Why are you so worried? And, you know, actually in Matthew, the same thing was going on. He cast out demons, a centurion believed that Jesus could say the word and his servant boy could be healed. And all this stuff is going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, they get away, and they're in the boat, and the storm is going on. All this stuff is going on, and Jesus is taking authority over everything, right? And they're freaking out. They're afraid, and Jesus, don't you care? And, of course, Jesus cares. And I felt like he was showing me that, you know, we get in these situations, and, you know, we're just like, don't you care? I can't do this anymore. I can't take it anymore. I'm perishing. I'm going to die. And um, Jesus is saying, oh, you of little faith. What did he exactly say here? Um, why are you so timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying and trust? And it says they were filled with great awe and feared exceedingly and said to one another, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And remember, he said to talk to the mountain. He said um, he cursed the fig tree. He spoke to everything. He told demons to come out, and they did. Actually, in Matthew 8, it was telling how um, Jesus was walking down the road, and there are these um, two men that were, I think it was two men, possessed by demons, and, and they were so crazy that people wouldn't even go that way. So, of course, Jesus goes that way, and they're like, um, why are you here already? And um, you're, you're here before your time. What do you want to do with us? And if you're going to cast us out, let us go in the pigs. And so he did that, and then the pigs went over the cliff, and they died. So he took authority 
over everything. And remember when he left, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go and you do what I, I did. You do these greater things. And I don't know if you know that or remember or even know or get it, that in the garden, God gave authority to Adam and Eve. He did. And he told them to take authority over the earth. And then Satan came along and they obeyed him and gave up their authority. And that's why God was angry. And um, then, you know, things changed a little bit. But he, they gave um, the enemy authority over the earth. And then um, just recapping a few things just to help you to get it when I get started talking a little more about this. But remember on Matthew 4, Jesus was um, led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tested and the enemy came and tried to get Jesus to turn the stone into bread. He tried to get him to jump. He gets so many people to kill themselves today. He says, jump, and they jump. Shoot yourself, they shoot themselves. Cut yourself, they cut themselves. Because they have no understanding of what is going on. It's the enemy. He's that voice that's trying to overtake you and take authority over you, even though... Jesus came and got it back for us. That's what he said. That's why he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now I'm giving it back to you, he might as well have said. I'm giving it to you. Now, what, what do we need to do with that authority? Just what he did. Just what he did. When the enemy comes, we go, no, I'm not going to jump. No, I'm not going to cut myself. And then back it up with scripture, like Jesus said. He said, the word says, right back to the enemy. And he tried to get Jesus to bow down to him. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to serve the Lord my God. And he tried to give him, you know, all the splendor of the world because he had authority over the world at the time. And Jesus said, no. He told him, no. But what do we tell the enemy? When um, he says, well, why don't you just overspend? You can figure it out later. And that thing that we're buying ends up being our God. Or why don't you just overeat? Well, he doesn't actually say overeat, and you don't recognize it's the enemy if you don't know what's going on. But he tries to get you to eat too much and eat the wrong stuff so you get sick, so you get cancer, so you get heart disease, so he can get you out of here, get you out of the way. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he wanted to do with Jesus. Get him out of the way. Get him out of here. Get him to bow down to me. And... You know, so when Jesus spoke to the demons, they were afraid because they already had it out in the wilderness. And the reason I brought that up is you got to have it out with him in the wilderness. You got to get alone with him and say, no, I'm not bowing down to the things of the world. So you might as well just flee. I'm not doing this. I'm not. And so that's why the enemy listened to Jesus, because he took authority over him. He said, no, I am not bowing to you bowing down to you. God is my father. I bow down, I bow to him. I bow down to him. I will have no other gods before him. And when we do that, we have that same authority. And then we can talk to that storm and tell it to stop and we'll stop, right? Because we're made in his likeness. And Jesus said, you're going to do what I did and even greater things. But we're so timid you know, we, we sing and talk about all this power that Jesus has, and rightfully so, but he gave it to us. 
Um, notice how Acts 10.38 said he was anointed with the Holy Spirit to go about doing good and curing all those who harassed, especially harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And God was with him. So he came in a mortal body and God anointed him and um, empowered him to go and to do his work. And now he said when he left, the Holy Spirit's going to come, go wait, and um, you're going to have his power on the inside of you to do what I was doing. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But you know what we do? What God was saying to me today, he was saying that we listen to the enemy more than we listen to him. We're, we're more in tune to our flesh and the things of this world than we are him, and that's why we go with it. That's why we live on that wide path. Even though we're supposed to be living on that narrow path, doing his work, conforming to him, doing that greater thing, we're, we're on the wide path and just letting the enemy just have his way in us. Even though we have all power and authority given to us by Jesus, we let him put a collar on us and drag us around. And he does that by suggestion, you know, he uses how we feel and what we see. And so, you know, I was just um, listening to Jesus this morning and thinking about some of the things that I was like, oh, how long can I do this? And, you know, he's looking at me and kind of maybe shaking his head and saying, my grace is sufficient for you. I've given you power and authority to trample on snakes, to drink deadly poison, to lay hands on the sick, and you're still asking me to do it. And we get into that thinking because we don't hang out with him enough. We don't meditate enough on the word. We don't take the time to look at the word and meditate it more than the problem that we're having and find out what we're supposed to do. Find the directions. God is always saying, I'm going to give you the direction and then you're going to do it. I was praying with someone this morning and it was kind of funny because the person was concerned about something in their body. And God was saying, well, that's a good thing, this thing in your body that's going on. But here's what you need to do to counteract the thing that you don't want to happen. And you know what he said is to call it, to talk to that storm, to tell that to stop, to take authority over that storm, move the mountain, change your circumstances. We got to get like going and doing that. Because, you know, we're, we're asking God for a revival, we're praying for a revival, and um, we're just expecting Him to, what, come again and make that happen? No, we're supposed to wake everybody up. We got God's power on the inside of us, and um, we got we to gotta start thinking about it and meditating it and seeing ourselves even going into doing that work, doing that greater thing talking to Jesus about it, asking him what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go, who he wants us to lay hands on and believe that his power, that we're anointed, his power is in on the inside of us. But again, the same thing, at the, at the same time, we have to take that authority over the enemy. So when he's like, oh, you can gossip a little bit, you say, no, I can't. I ain't going to do that. You, or you don't really have to love. Look what they did to you. No, I'm going to love anyway. It doesn't matter how I feel. And sooner or later, I'm going to get over it anyway, because I live in the kingdom of God, and I'm going to do it His way. 
you know, we're challenged to love. That is like the greatest, biggest commandment. And it, it is a challenge because the enemy does like to send storms our way. So we're to the point where, you know, we are just ready to slap someone upside the head or whatever. And, you know, the enemy knows the thing, the perfect thing to be said to you, to get you riled up. And we got to remember our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against the enemy. He is the one causing the trouble. And sometimes people, including you and I, let him use us. And we're not supposed to be doing that. And we got to meditate on that too and get to the place where we don't have excuses anymore that, you know, well, I just was having a bad day and I gave him a piece of my mind. (laughs) We don't need to be giving out a piece of our mind. We need to be renewing our mind and training our mind to think like God thinks. That's what we need to be doing. And so if you've never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, then I just want to just tell you that he is waiting for you. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would invite him in, he would like to come in and hang out with you, dine with you, it says. So that means he wants to be with you. He wants to teach you his way. He, he wants to show you um, how to take authority over the storms in your life. He doesn't want you suffering. He wants you to have that good, abundant life. And that happens as you ask him to come and live on the inside of you. When he was here with the disciples, he said, I'm going to go. And then my spirit, God's spirit's going to come, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to live on the inside of you. And he's going to remind you things to come. He's going to, um, he's going to remind you of things I said and tell you things to come. He is going to be there for you all the time, whatever you need, day or night. He's not silent. Don't let anyone tell you God is silent. He's only silent if you're kicking him out. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're talking about both sides of your mouth, he's going to get quiet. If you're speaking doubt and unbelief, if you're letting the enemy control you, he's going to get quiet. He's not going to butt in. You have free will. He's going to let you do what you want to do. So if you um, just ignore him and you don't oblige him, then yeah, he's going to be quiet. But if you're seeking and you're looking and you're knocking, the door is going to be open to you. He's always going to be answering you. He lives on the inside of you. And he's not, you know, he's not mad at you. He, he's not going to um, hold something against you for a couple hours or a couple days like people do. He, he doesn't have an attitude problem, so he's there all the time. All you got to do is call his name, and he'll be there. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So, you you know, he's not here in the flesh, so you want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you and to be your God, to teach you, to guide you, to take care of you, to counsel you. The Holy Spirit's going to be your counselor, your standby, anything you need. And so he's going to be there for you all the time, and you want that, you do. And um, he, you know, he he's going to listen to you talk about your problems. He's going to give you answers. He's going to share with you wisdom. James says if you ask, um, if you lack wisdom, that you should go to him, and he's going to give to all liberally without fault finding. He's good. He's a good God. He's in love with you. And so when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he does. His spirit comes. And you, if you read John um, 12, 13, 14, 15, all of John, then Jesus is going to explain to you how things are. And um, when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, since he is his word, John 1, 1 says he is his word, then you got to look at the word of God to get to know him. 
It's a relationship. When you ask him to come live on the inside of you, it's not just for your benefit. It's for his benefit as well. He wants a relationship with you. He wants your time. He wants you to love him. He wants you to care about him. He wants you to care about what he cares about and teach you and grow you up and make you like him so that you fit into heaven when you leave here. It's not a ticket to heaven. It's a relationship to conform to be like him. Because when you live in heaven, you got to be like him. And um, we're not. (laughs) We're not. We need some changing. And he's going to do that changing in you. He's going to recreate you in his likeness and put you on that path that leads to the good life. And the good life is the good life. So would you pray with me, dear Jesus? We thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. And we're just welcoming you right now. Welcoming you right now. We're asking you to teach us your way, to grow us up, to teach us how to live in your kingdom right here and right now on the earth. And we thank you and praise you, Lord, that we could um, be a vessel of honor, that we could get to the place where we could go out and do your work and show people who you are by not only living your lifestyle, but glorifying your name. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. So good. He's so in love with you. And if you said that prayer, he is living on the inside of you. And now your part is to apply that word to your life, to obey him, do what, what, you, what you're learning in the word. And that's how you live in his kingdom. And that's how you grow to be like him. You grow in his likeness. He's good. He's so in love with you. And... Um, so if you asked him to come and live on the inside of you, you're going to find out that for yourself. So if I inspired you of any in any way, or if you have said that prayer for the first time, I would so love to know. Please let me know. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.